Hi everyone, welcome back to a new video. I know this video is a little shorter than usual, but I do hope you still enjoy it. This is also my last video of the week, but I'll be back on Monday, so don't worry. I hope you all enjoy your weekend, and as always, if you have a scary story of your own that you might want to share, you can send it at southerncannibal.com. I really love doing these cyber stalker stories, so if you have one, be sure to send it in. All that being said, let's get into the stories. And remember to always stay hungry. This started back in 2020 when the COVID-19 pandemic first began. My school had gone into quarantine because a ton of people were getting sick. This led to online schooling. I don't know how other school districts did online schooling, but mine just clumped everyone participating into one class. It's a small district, so it made sense. I didn't talk to anyone except my previous in-person classmates. So the fact that someone completely random reached out to me was odd. A very strange individual, a year younger than me, had sent me a message asking me to share a photo that he sent me with others. I always refer to him as just weird dude if someone brings him up. I definitely wasn't expecting it, and after declining, I thought that was the end of communicating with others. A couple of days later, I got another message from the same guy. He asked if we could talk, so we ended up sharing our common interests and we had a genuine conversation, but for some reason, Something just felt off. We continued talking for about half of a semester and then lost contact once returning to in-person schooling. By then, it was 2021 and I had completely forgotten all about his existence. About three weeks into the new school year, I had got a message from him asking if we could regain contact with each other and stay friends. I wasn't overly excited about talking to him because before he had made me uncomfortable, but I just brushed off the bad feeling that developed and agreed. We chatted for a couple of weeks and everything seemed normal, but for some reason, I couldn't shake the feeling then he was either using me or something was very wrong. I should have trusted that feeling and gotten rid of him when I had the chance. He had been saying things that didn't make sense and going into self-pity episodes while telling me he has feelings for me that developed when we first started chatting. I laughed it off, thinking he was just joking around, but it began to escalate very quickly. The self-pity episodes became more frequent and the intensity of his confessions was growing. It was getting to the point where Weird Dude was telling me what he wanted to do to my either dead or unconscious body and I was more uncomfortable than ever, and I told him that he was bothering me. That seemed to anger him, and he signed off for the night, and he didn't contact me again for a week. I don't remember exactly what happened because it was a while ago, but I remember waking up at night and not being able to fall asleep. It was like my body just refused to relax, and my medications weren't helping like they should. So I decided to browse a bit on my computer when I saw a little notification for my messages. I then clicked on it to see the weird dude had messaged me. I was somewhat concerned considering the fact that it was around 4am and I always knew him to not stay up late. 
I checked the message, and he had sent me this somewhat long text that really just consisted of, I know who you are, I know who your friends are, and I know about your home life, and you should be worried. He had sent this message without any context, and then immediately signed off when I was yelling at him to tell me what the hell he meant and what was going on. So, feeling a little freaked out, I decided to text my other friend in a panic. You see, I was panicking because before he had playfully threatened me and my family, which when I told him to stop, he would yell and tell me that I was selfish. Not to mention he had also bragged about all of the mental disorders he had, and he told me that if we knew each other in person, he would do something to me. The message scared me, so I sought out advice and comfort from my friend. She replied back with soothing messages trying to calm my nerves, and also telling me that he was just a loser trying to give me a scare, and that I was safe. I decided to listen to her advice and just lay down and try and get some sleep for the night. Once again, he didn't text me again for a couple of days, and I had calmed down. That is, until I began receiving some odd messages from him that were mostly along the lines of, I love you. I'm sorry. I just want you so bad. You mean the world to me. I've become attached and I want to be with you. I don't want you to be with others. And other messages that consisted of very detailed sexual desires. Not to mention he had actually sent me a photo of my house with a threat. I played it off dumb like, dude, that's not my house, but he wasn't buying it. He then brushed it off as a joke and left me confused and scared which understandably freaked me the fuck out. He kept sending me indirect threats and things he wanted to do to me, and then pouring out his love to me right after. I had decided to tell him to fuck off, and I blocked him, thinking that was the end of it. I couldn't have been more wrong. Weird Dude created new accounts, and I wasn't able to change accounts because it was my school one, so I needed it, and since he knew my email, he kept constantly reaching out to me. I was really freaking out, and I sought out help from teachers and fellow students because I was just too stupid to go and contact the police, and I was so worried. I pictured in my mind of them just telling him to watch it and letting him off with a warning, which he would then act faster and actually harm my family and I. So since in my mind I couldn't get any help, I was keeping it to myself, which was a very heavy burden, and I could barely take it along with all of my studies and events also going on at home. It was around a little after the start of 2022 that I finally had it, and I begged my few friends for help. I was desperate, and I'm pretty sure if my best friend hadn't stepped up, I would have broken out into tears. She had sent an email, a very angry email, and she was telling him off in many different ways, such as wishing he would get defenestrated, which, for anyone who doesn't know, that means being thrown out a window, which seemed to scare Weird Dude off after he realized that other people knew what was going on. But once again, I truly thought it was the end, but he just had to return to playing as the victim. He contacted my friends, and he was begging them to get me to talk to him again. I don't even know how Weird Dude got their contacts, but somehow he did. Eventually, I gave in like an idiot, and I talked to him. He wouldn't stop apologizing and was begging for another shot, and so I gave it to him out of pity and the fact that he knew my friends, 
which meant I wasn't able to get rid of him anytime soon. In fact, three days after meeting one of my friends, she began dating him and she didn't even care about what he had done. I had tried to warn her that he was bad news, but she wouldn't listen. His whole facade of him being the victim faded away very quickly after he began threatening my closest friend. The one who helped me, and also stalking her online, finding her different social media accounts, and never leaving her alone like he had done to me. The one who started dating him didn't really care, and I was starting to get angry again. After a couple of weeks, my other friend broke up with him, and he was mad, taking it all out on my friend and I. The only reason neither of us didn't tell him off was that he would continuously tell us that he was going to commit suicide, and we were really worried as we didn't want anyone to do that or to be the cause of it. He wouldn't stop texting me, and at that point, my friend and I were just trying to ignore him. It was pretty hard considering I can't block him because he creates new accounts. The threatening and sexual threats had returned, and I was losing it. He was also threatening my friend, and I don't remember at all exactly, but a couple of months ago, he had insulted the only friends I had, and then he told me that he wanted my best friend to die. For some reason, the other things never made me snap, but that did. I lost it on him, and I said things that I never really thought I would have the confidence to say. It seemed after all of the anger I threw at him, he slowly shrank down, and he finally got mad at me for defending my friend against his threats. He told me I was useless and narcissistic, and that I deserved death and should die. Then he blocked me. So far, he hasn't contacted me again, but I do still get paranoid when someone mentions a meetup between schools because they're so close to each other. Weird dude, if you happen to hear this, I know you know I'm talking about you. Don't ever talk to me or my friends again. I may not have the evidence of what happened anymore, but my friend does. If you come back, we'll go to the police and you will not get away with your guilt tripping this time. A couple of years ago, I started to really grow my online presence. I was doing really well as an influencer on Twitter. It was around that time that OnlyFans started blowing up. I discovered that I was really good at it and that there was a market for content there. Looking back, I wish I could take it all back because it started a chaotic nightmare in my life. Of course, whenever you get involved with sex work, there's a lot of creeps. Most of them I'm able to pick out pretty easily and I would just block them. But there was one guy in particular that I was talking to on Snapchat who was inquiring about buying some photos. I started to get a really weird vibe from him because of the questions that he was asking. I suddenly saw that I had a new subscriber online and I'd clicked the profile and it was completely blank. But I figured it was him since we had just been talking about it. He kept asking me intrusive questions, so I stood up to him and told him that I was going to block and report him to the platform. That really pissed him off, and somehow he got my photos and was able to figure out my real name, which was not published anywhere online. So when I then blocked him, I started to get all types of Instagram messages. They were burner accounts, so I could tell. He had sent me long ranting messages about how I was a whore, a slut, and he was going to tell everybody. 
He sent me a video of my content that he screen recorded, and he threatened to blackmail me with it and expose me to all of my family. I blocked a few accounts of his, and at my dismay, the messages continued on all of my platforms. He had a lot of crazy people messaging me on Snapchat, threatening me, saying that they're going to assault me, kill me, etc. And then one day, I got a very chilling message. When I opened it, I realized it was a list of names. All of my social medias were public, so he could see all of my friends on Facebook. The list of names included my mom's name, my cousin, my husband's family, etc. He knew everything, even though I had not posted anything on my social media about my life offline. I looked him up angrily, and I sent him a message. But I was frightened, worrying it would get worse, so I erased it. He then continued to harass and stalk me throughout the week. I was so scared at what he was finding out. He told me there was no need to block him on OnlyFans because he had multiple accounts and he could do whatever he wanted. This made me truly paranoid and I just wanted to delete everything. I wanted to delete my Instagram and Facebook just to feel some sort of safety. It didn't scare me that he was trying to blackmail me just that he was able to find out so much information with just my photos. I found out that he lived out of state and not too far away. Every time I would block one of his accounts, he found me on another platform and he would just make multiple different accounts. It had really started to scare me just how obsessive he was getting. He was even trying to add some of my own friends on Snapchat and then tell them a totally different story to persuade them to be on his side. At this point, I was so scared that I got the police involved. It was a stupid decision, but I had my sister add him on Snapchat to try and get some more information about him so we could do something. As soon as she added him, he had sent her a message and asked if she thought he was stupid. He said that he knew that she was my sister, even though her name was not on her Snapchat at all. There really wasn't a lot I could do. I felt scared even going in public. I was scared for my family and if they would receive horrible messages about me. I didn't want to rope them into this, but I didn't feel safe online at all, and the platform where I was posting content refused to help me take down my content or my page for my own protection. The detective didn't pay attention to me, and he just told me to ignore him and that he would eventually go away. Finally, after a couple of weeks of being cyber-stalked, he stopped. It definitely opened my eyes to just how dangerous it is to being online. We really don't realize how much of our information we put out there until it's too late. One thing I want to add is please be aware of what you post online. Make your account private, use nicknames, and protect yourself. Be safe out there. Hi everyone. Apologies for the interruption from the stories, but I want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, ShipStation, for sponsoring today's episode. There can be a lot of challenges after the holiday season, such as returns, lots of customer service emails, and so on, but ShipStation is here to help you with that. With ShipStation, you get a free trial and quick setup, and you can control every shipping task from one single dashboard. And with the best discounts in the industry, you'll never wonder if you're getting the best rates. Which, by the way, 
you can get up to 86% off USPS and UPS rates. And if that's not enough, you can use my promo code to try ShipStation free for two months. Make the new year your best and grow your business with ShipStation. Use promo code CANNIBAL today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com. Promo code CANNIBAL. All names have been changed for safety reasons. Hi, my name is Stormy. My story may not sound as scary on the surface, but this experience traumatized me so much, and I'm still in therapy because of it. I've always been a shy kid, and when I was 14, I was trying to find a group of friends that I would really fit in with. I found an online community which was very friendly at first, but as time went on, I realized the true horror behind it. This community seemed more like a cult, being led by a woman almost in her 30s who took me under her wing. At first, she seemed really nice and concerned about me. I had no idea that she was grooming me. She welcomed me into the group, even inviting me to her Discord. I used to vent to her about school and how not being a popular kid was really affecting me, but soon enough, the conversations would always turn sexual in nature. She would ask me to call her Mama Ginger, and she would call me Honey or Sweetie or Baby, something which always made me uncomfortable. She'd share stories of her once attempting to run over a homeless man because she wanted to scare him. She would also laugh while telling me that she once sent two of her roommates to the hospital after throwing a glass bong at their heads because they had told her to move out and they wouldn't let her out of their sight while she packed. She would tell me about her relapses and admitted to me that she drank every day and how she'd take any drug at hand's reach because she really needed it just to cope through the day. She would even tell me about stealing her boyfriend's benzos, which would result in them having really nasty fights. One day she reached out to me, and I could tell she was on very heavy drugs due to the nature of the conversation. She told me that she'd been having a really rough day because she had apparently been banned from all the strip clubs in her area due to all her violent outbursts or getting caught doing hard drugs in the bathroom. That's when she told me that working in the sex industry was the fastest way to make money and that she wanted to create her own fetish community. I later found out that she was also into wearing diapers, adult baby onesies, and would pretend to be a baby during sex with her boyfriend. When I told her this made me uncomfortable, she told everyone on her Discord, YouTube, and Instagram community to completely ignore me. She then threatened that if anyone spoke to me, it would result in an immediate blacklist. She called the police on me, and she even sent them to my house, telling the officers that I was stalking her. After this, I deleted all of my social media, and I went into hiding. It's taken me nearly three years to speak about this publicly, but I wanted to share it as part of my healing process because she's still out there. She keeps getting run out of most platforms, but she has several accounts that she can use to evade the ban. Dear Mama Ginger, fuck you for all of the trauma and abuse that you've caused to me and others. For the rest of you listening, thank you for listening, and please stay safe.